Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. It is time for Buck IQ. You see him right there representing his old teammate, Ryan Shazier. Shaleve, uh, always great to see him and always great to talk about Ohio State silver bullet football with Zach Bourne. Uh, for Zach, I am Austin Ward. We're getting right into it with some defense. Hey, 77 points for the offense. That's great. Let's not even worry about that. 21 points. How does that strike you for Ohio State against Toledo, Zach? You know, the thing that bothers me is they gave up some big plays. I think we saw early on the defensive line not uh, not filling the rush lanes. Things were a little sloppy up front. And obviously, when you have an athletic quarterback who's able to run around, get out of the pocket, make plays with his legs, it stresses the back end. And we saw that uh, a couple times early on. And um, was it a complete game? No. Was it the defense best game so far this year? No. But you want to know something? They they got some turnovers finally. They, they got off the schneid with that, uh, and they brought it together and, and buckled down in the second half. Yeah, I, I asked Ronnie Hickman about it after the game because, like, are you irritated? Are you happy? And and he did. He said, no, they don't like that number. 21 points was not the standard. It wasn't what they expected for that. I think it was a little bit encouraging or refreshing. I don't. I'm not sure the exact right word for it. To hear that mentality because I'm not sure that they would have quite taken that approach in the last couple of years. Go, well, Ohio State won by 56. Like, who's going to be upset? Why? Why would you nitpick this? And they they did seem like okay. Well, that wasn't good enough. And I I think there maybe is a little bit of mentality change for this edition of the Silver Bullets in the last couple. Uh, you're 100 percent correct, and I think that's why we've seen a little bit of a, a different defense this year. You know, they're holding each other accountable, as in previous years, it was kind of the bend but don't break. Break, and you didn't see the leadership from the coaching staff. Quite honestly, you didn't see the leadership on the field. And I think this year with Ronnie Hickman, uh, Tommy Eichenberg, some of those guys, that's the biggest difference. They're holding everyone accountable. You see Jim Knowles, uh, if someone gets beat or doesn't make a play, we've seen him bench two starters against Notre Dame and uh, and Arkansas State. So you know these guys uh, have a different mentality this year. And, and that's why, you know, in the past, you you win a game as, as much as the Buckeyes won it by on Saturday night. I think – Defense would have been happy. I think, you know, guys would have been each other on the butt. Hey, we got some turnovers finally. Hey, we did this. That's not good enough this year. And like you said, you love to see it. I love to see it. As a former player, you want that. You know, they, they want to pitch a shutout. They want to uh, give up zero uh, big plays, right? There's so many things that happen Saturday night that they can learn from. And now that they've got the mentality that that's not acceptable and that never will be acceptable, they're on to some right things. And I think they also had Zach a ready-made excuse. They could have said, well, Mike Hall didn't play a single snap. Found out late in the week that Josh Proctor and Tanner McAllister were dealing with some minor injuries. The two starters didn't play. Uh, you know, Jordan Hancock still out, someone who was supposed to be uh, in that top three rotation at cornerback. They, they could say, yeah, hey, we still haven't seen a, a full-strength Ohio State defense yet, but I didn't hear – Ronnie Hickman say that. I didn't hear Cameron Martinez say that. I didn't hear Jack Sawyer say that. Those are just the guys that were up there on Saturday night. They, None of them mentioned those excuses. They just said, we can play better. There were things that we're going to clean up and that Big Ten season is coming. They, they know eventually they'll get those pieces back, but instead it was more, all right, well, Cameron Martinez had to step in and he played better on, against Toledo than he did against Arkansas State. And you know, go through that list. Lathan Ransom had to go be a starter. We've seen him fill in twice now for Josh Proctor. So I, that sort of 
mentality is meaningful because again, eventually you're going to get back to full strength and now you're a deeper defense for Ohio State. This is Ohio State, right? You're filling those guys that are out those starters with other four and five star players. Those guys yeah. know that. You know, this isn't uh, Maryland. This isn't Rutgers. This isn't a place where you lose your starter and there's a huge drop off. You know, these guys came to Ohio State being the top players in the country at their positions out of high school, they, they have those expectations. And that's the great thing. That's why Ohio State is who they are. That's why Alabama is who they are. That's why you see, you know, that top uh, six to seven programs in, in college football each and every year, because they have the mentality that no matter what happens, no matter what starters go down, they're filling it with someone who's more than capable. And they're filling it with someone who more than likely is better than the opposing teams, you know, second, <laughs> opposing teams play. So uh, that's, you know, that's something that I think Ohio State has gotten so much better at the past couple of, of years, especially on the defensive side, or the excuses are far and few between now, right? Where, where those excuses would come out a little bit more in the previous years. And, you know, even last year against Michigan, excuses came out that guys were sick and not feeling well. You can tell there's a different dynamic in that room over at the Woody. And you can tell come out on Saturday nights when they're playing that this defense has a completely different expectation no matter who's on the field. All right. They, they weren't perfect. And it is nitpicking in a 56-point win perhaps. But we're not always going to only look at the highlight plays with Zach Bourne. And so I was curious to get his thoughts about those three touchdowns and give credit to Toledo. Uh, you know, Dequan Vin, my goodness, uh, that guy looked like he could find himself a home uh, somewhere else next season with that athleticism. We'll see what happens for him. So he made some plays, uh, but Ohio State let a few get away as well. So wanted, of course, to get Zach's thoughts, as we always do on Buckeye Q. We're going to get to it now. Let's roll the tape. All right, Zach, this started early. It was a little bit of a, a punch in the mouth for, for Ohio State, something that we hadn't really seen. It was quick strike offense and a 50-yard touchdown, and it seemed like there were uh, a lot of communication uh, breakdowns with this one, maybe all over the field for Ohio State. What did you think here? There is, and you can see it early on here. Tyler Friday's playing the, the inside defense tackle uh, right here, and you can see there's a blitz. Tommy Eichenberg's coming, but it's almost like Tyler Friday went the wrong way. With a blitz coming from the right side, a lot of times you're going to see the defensive line slant opposite. So Tyler Friday should probably be slanting left here. Instead, slants right. Tommy Eichenberg, you got four guys now on the left side of the center. That's no good. And you've got Jack Sawyer up top getting a rush. And obviously he's trying to beat the guy with speed. But look at that lane right here. I mean, the guy could have could have ran this ball almost for, for a touchdown. Instead, there's a huge breakdown up front. And then let's, you know, the back end guy makes a hell of a throw right here. But obviously, you know, Lathan Ransom gets caught up. Uh, you know, Cameron Brown thinks that there's help in the middle of the field. There isn't. You know, Cam Martinez is is uh, is looking for Lathan Ransom to have this kind of half of the field. He's not there. Just a huge breakdown up front and a huge breakdown in the back end. Yeah, I, I think there were people that were asking me, at least on Saturday night, like, who was the corner that got beat? Uh, I'm not sure if you can even see it with this view that we have, but, you know, you can tell. Yeah, there you go with Cameron Brown. He's. I'm trying to learn from you, Zach. He's playing some outside leverage, right? Is that correct? And he, so he obviously must assume that he has help to the middle. He wouldn't be playing this if he, if he was in some kind of man coverage. A, he would have been up on him a lot harder. And you can see him almost 10 yards off the ball. And like you said, look exactly what he does right now. He is staying to the outside to make sure, hey, I've got outside leverage. 
All of my help is to the inside. So it's some kind of zone coverage they're playing right here. This guy runs a post and Cameron Brown thinks for sure that he's got some kind of safety help in the middle of the field. Granted, he doesn't realize, you know, obviously the quarterback's scrambling, but the safeties with their eyes, they're not, they're not being correct. And who knows what Denzel Burke's doing here either he you know he's caught in no man's land but it all starts up front as well if Tyler Friday slants to the left instead of to the right you know who knows if the quarterback would have been able to roll out here and, and get as much freedom as he did which you never know may not have brought Lathan Ransom up but you see Lathan Ransom right there he's obviously biting on something that he shouldn't have been biting on Cameron Brown this entire time thinks he's getting help hell he's still got outside leverage the entire time on that just the ball so, you know, he's probably frustrated with this. It's early on in the game. Ohio State went right down the field and scored. This is not what you want to be be doing. It's giving up a 50-yard touchdown, to, you know, on your first drive of the game. Yep, we haven't seen that happen a lot, obviously, to Ohio State through the first couple of weeks, and they got hit for one there. This is an example, I think, Zach, where Jim Knowles, we know, is more aggressive, and we've talked already about the number of blitzes that are coming. Sometimes, if this is the strategy you're going to take, there's a risk and there is a reward. This is where the risk shows up. Uh, most definitely, right? And, and they're playing a, a version kind of of cover one here. You can kind of see everyone manning up and then, uh, you know, safety, one deep safety deep. But here's the thing that, you, that you've got to be good at. The rush lanes again. Look at, if you pause it right there, look at the rush lanes. Tyler Friday is all the way out here. You know, I think that's Jack Sawyer, maybe Tommy Eckenberg down here on the bottom of the screen is out wide. Steel Chambers is sitting here playing the spy, right? That's his job. He's almost on the back. They call it green dogging. He's sitting on the back. The back is in to block. So now he turns into a spy on the quarterback. There's a massive rush lane here because of what Tyler Friday does getting to the outside. Steel Chambers, you've got to make this play, but it makes it 10 times harder when you got to tackle an athletic quarterback and he's got, you know, 10 yards of space to make a move in the open field. This is a hard tackle to make for Steel Chambers. And of course, it, it it's a play that he has to make and he's got to make it later in the year when there's a bigger game like this, especially when you're playing, you know, the J.J. McCarthy's of the world from Michigan that can still run and be athletic. Steel Chambers, you got to make this third and six in defense line. you got to stay in your rush lanes. Yeah, it's, it's tough, right? I mean, you're not going to see a ton of quarterbacks with this level of athleticism, but we're expecting there's probably going to be one in the horseshoe in the last week in November. So this is something that Jim Knowles will have to file away. Uh, most definitely. You're going to have to. And even Penn State, right? Sean Clifford can move with his feet. We've seen what damage he can do. I mean, there's guys in the Big Ten that can run. And when you're playing a cover one, some type of man defense, it's so hard for the DBs to help because they're playing man-to-man, right? They're up on their guys. So if a quarterback breaks the pocket and gets into the open field, everyone's got to turn and find the quarterback, and that's so hard to do compared to, to zone coverage with the DBs. So up here, when you know it's man, as a defense lineman, you have to be great in your rush lanes. As a linebacker, it's your job to make everything right. Steel Chambers here has got to make everyone right. That's why you are the middle linebacker. All right, they got one more, and I think, Zach, this is probably more than any of the others, um, the most curious for me. Like a, a, a breakdown in secondary communication, it happens once or twice. We've seen it. I just feel like there were examples all over the place of spots where Ohio State could have made this play or mitigated the damage and did not. 
So, so two things. If you run this back, you can see Ohio State's showing an all-out blitz, right? And I shouldn't say all-out blitz. They're, they're showing us a, a six-man pressure, right? you got the two linebackers, Steele and Tommy, walked up. you got four defensive linemen. Right now, T Toledo barely is man-for-man -man on blocking, right? Well, what you're going to see is the running back is almost on a wheel route here. So he doesn't have any man blocking. The linebackers jump at, pull out. But when they do that, the offensive line is counting on, hey, we got the linebackers if they come. So what they do is they leave the outside guy, which is Gene Baptiste here, and the quarterback's reading hot off of them. This is a pass pro that, that Toledo's running right here. What happens is, if you're Baptiste and you are here on the outside untouched, you cannot lose leverage. It's third and 10. You know all of your help is to the inside right here. Instead, he gets sucked in. You got an athletic quarterback using his feet once again. It's not like this was the first drive of the game and you didn't know how athletic this guy was. This is into the third quarter, third and 10. You know it's probably going to be some kind of a pass play. You cannot lose contain here. What happens? He loses contain, doesn't make a play. You see seven right here. You know what he was doing all game. This is almost a, 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 a image or a, a, a pure reflection of the first play or the first touchdown that yeah. we saw right dead comes, throws the ball. Denzel Burke, man, you got to make a play. And even if you don't make a play, listen, it's okay. Get the guy down. Live to fight another day. Instead, you miss time your jump, get beat on, on a high point. And let the guy walk into the end zone. That's that's the issue. There, there were there were multiple things here that could have been done differently. If you make the tackle right there, guess what? They're on the three and a half yard line, and it's play football. Let's go, buck up. And we knew the entire game that Ohio State was controlling the line of scrimmage. Instead, you give them up, you let them go. They walk in for a touchdown. Yeah, you at least make them earn it. And we've seen. I mean, Ohio State's been one of the best rush defenses in the country through three weeks. If Toledo was able to line up and go smash mouth inside the five. Cool, but at least you give yourself a chance. Like, I think this is the part that like Denzel Burke. It's it's not meant to to pick on him. We've talked about him a lot for the last couple of weeks with the struggles he's having, but this is an opportunity where he could have at least cut down on the damage and live in, live to fight another day, as you said, and get one more snap. Jim Knowles says, "Give me a yard and I'll defend it." You know, this is this is free yardage at the end. It just seems like it's unnecessary. No doubt. It's just giving up the big play, right? When you give up the big play, what you want to do is make sure you tackle them. What did we see in, in uh, Notre Dame, the first game, the first play of the season, right? right? What do you give up a big play? You make a tackle. Guess what? They have to kick a field goal. That's what you have to do. You have to make them earn it, right? When, when you, when a defense alignment that's unblocked gets beat from leverage when he's got it, and then a quarterback makes a throw like this and you get out jumped and then just let the guy walk in the end zone. That's some issues. You know, that that's where that's not a championship style football team. And that's where, you know, the Ronnie Hickmans of the world, the Tommy Eichenbergs of the world. That's where that's why after this game Saturday night, they said, hey, we're, we're not happy with this because they right. gave up big plays that they know they can't do that. If you give this up to Wisconsin and let Wisconsin get some momentum, especially with the way they can run the football, you're in for a long night. So I know, you know, this yes. on Sunday when, when they got in there, and I know this whole week when they're when they're prepping for Wisconsin, this is what you got to make sure that that you don't give up. Buckeyes are back at it on the practice field now. They, as Zach said, they are playing Wisconsin. Big Ten season is here in the Horseshoe primetime. I'm sure there's going to be another rockin' Foreign Brothers tailgate out there. This is the opportunities that they live for. Buckeyes are gonna, are hoping to uh, give us something 
better to talk about next week on Buck IQ as well. So that's a couple of days away. Appreciate Zach Bourne's insight and analysis as always. For Zach, I am Austin Ward. This has been Buck IQ on the podcast. We'll see you next week.